We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way pick your favorite team your favorite players and get customized highlights stories and breaking news right on your home feed Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What I can tell you about Donovan, before we get to big deal, little deal, no deal, is when he goes off, I differentiate like star and superstar on how frequently a guy can go off like that. When Donovan is of the mind that I'm the ball's just going to go in the basket because I'm going to make it go into the basket, he is the second most watchable superstar of the last 30 years in Cleveland, of, of Cavs basketball, because it is inspiring to watch that dude decide to fill the cup up. Do you uh, attribute to... Uh... The conversation he had pre-game with uh, J.B. Bickerstaff? Um, I don't know. That's interesting, though. This, I, I would love to know more about this conversation. Like, I don't, I don't know really how significant something like that is. I don't know how often that stuff happens. Admittedly, when the team's lost three times in a row, and when their last loss is the worst loss of that stretch, it is interesting to me when they're still a top four seed in the Eastern Conference that Donovan and, and JB are having that that pregame conversation and why that conversation has to be had. So you think it's alarming? I don't know. I 
it um, I mean, uh, what every we we give JB a lot of credit for keeping things, um, for being honest about things, keeping things real, and I think he does. I also think that there are times where I wonder if we're getting the full story on what's happened with the Cavs, whether there has been more drama, or and I don't want to say drama is not, you know, Donovan and Darius mfing each other, right. It's it's simply the kind of work that is going on behind scenes to try and get these guys to play well late in games together. And I don't mean just Darius and Donovan. Like I want to know what the what the conversation was like after the 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 Nuggets game where we all agreed that Evan Mobley should have just continuously been fed the rock and Donovan and Darius took times fumbling the ball back and forth. And the Cavs took a game that was very winnable and lost it. And and the reason why I ask that is, like, the, I would like to really know, is that's happened multiple times, where they've just went into, I'll do, it's your turn, my turn, and and it's led to a loss because the offense looks like crap late. So, I don't know how big of a deal it is. I would tend to say, I, I gave you three options: big deal, little deal, no deal. I'd say it's probably a little deal. I think it is of some significance that they had a pregame chat uh, before Toronto. But, like, I don't know without any further information. This late in the season, I, so the timing is what concerns me. That we're still having these, hey, we got to get right kind of conversations before games, and there's like 18 games left to go in the the, the regular season. How about for you? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't find it to be that alarming. I thought that um, it obviously became a story after the fact because Donovan went out and filled it up for 30-plus points and just couldn't miss and, and and played with an extreme amount of confidence that I kind of liken it to um, you know something that was a positive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't look at it as a concern. I, I think Donovan's a new player on this team. He's trying to figure out his role, and... I don't know if there was stress on him or if he was just trying to do too much or what have you. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But I do know that he played extremely well last night. They needed him to play well last night. Everyone played well last night, Mm -hmm. you know, from top to bottom. I kind of harken back to what Channing Frye said earlier, which is, you know, like that style of basketball, which is Donovan goes out there and wins you games. Yep. We like it when it works, and we don't like it when it doesn't work. Um, And I think that's a totally fair thing to say. But I would also respond, why does it feel like most games come down to that? Because I don't think it should. I don't think every game should come down to, are Donovan or Darius balling on any given night? Because... You, if this was just those were your two best players and you had a bunch of Laurie Markkinen's around you, if you had a bunch of what I would say are like C-level players, like not super, not superstars, not stars, but whatever, just good NBA players, and Darius and Donovan were your only incendiary talents, I would say to myself, well, of course the game's going to come down to Darius and Donovan because they're your star quality players. You've got three guys offensively. Who on any given night, you should, and it's less about who's taking over the game, and it's about how how is the game being taken over. And I think that's what I kind of look at and say, oh, that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, that worked last night. That's awesome. 
but where's your where's your option B if if Donovan or if Donovan and JB have the conversation and then Donovan goes out there and plays like crap? Where's your option B? And the Cavs are too talented to not well, have the an option out- B. Number one is if they had that conversation, we wouldn't be hearing about it. Well, yeah, we're only hearing about it because he played well. That, that's fair, but that probably also leads me to believe there have been other conversations. I'm sure there's been a million conversations. And I think so, this this conversation in particular had to resonate with Donovan Mitchell because he played really well and it got out. So is that from JB to Donovan? Is it from Donovan to, to JB? Is it JB going to Donovan? I hope it's from JB to Donovan. Why? Because that's a coach's job. To recognize when a player needs to be kind of pumped up, Mm-hmm. Given a little bit of a pep talk, kind of like all those things that you expect out of a coach, right? Mm-hmm. So if Donovan was maybe reeling a little bit, or you know, JB sensed a little bit of a lack of confidence, or what have you, I don't know. Then I would say that it's JB's job to sort of recognize that, identify it, and then address it. So I have said, really, since probably January. Because I wanted to get to like the beginning. I want to get to like 35, 40 games in before I, I made any like firm observations about the Cavs. But after watching Donovan and knowing what I know of him in Utah, I think Donovan, I don't think in any way is that guy a ball hog. As, as a matter of fact, I think something that might hurt Donovan late in games is he's reticent to just take it over by himself. He, he wants to, all right, Darius, it's your turn. Um, it'd be nice if they did that with Evan, but he's we even once had a guy like that. It was he wore number 20, 23. I, I, re- I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't want him to be, I don't want him to be LeBron. I want him to be Donovan. But I, I think a, a big thing that Donovan sometimes might have suffered with in Utah and might occasionally go through here is trust. He's not really had offensive players. He could trust the way you can trust Darius or the way you should be able to trust Evan here over the next year and a half. I don't know whether that's played into the unevenness, but like I, I will say that we're like 60 games into the regular season, and I still don't know how close we are to Donovan, Darius, and Evan being able to equally handle the load and and kind of transition back and forth between who's taking the game over. Mm-hmm. I don't know that was ever going to happen this year, but I'm just saying it doesn't feel like we're on the precipice if that happens. It still feels like, oh, Donovan, oh, it's, it's Donovan's night. Donovan, you go out there and ball out. Evan, oh, it's Evan's night. You go, oh, or it's uh, Evan and Darius. You know what I mean? Like, it never feels like we're getting an even game between the three of those, and I, I don't know what to make of that. I think that uh, that could be a little bit of a conundrum as we go. And they got to figure this out as to who's kind of going to be the guy in those late game situations. And do you put it more on the coach or the players to identify who's having the good night, who needs to be in control of the basketball in those crucial moments? I think considering that all three players, all four players are trying to consider each other's feelings. They're all too nice. I think, yeah, no, then, then JB's got to be the guy. I'm not trying to be negative, like, but they're all like super just good dudes. I don't think it is a negative. Well, but it could be though. But but I think as a coach, you have to step in and say, okay, well, I know my talent, and that hey, Donovan, I, I feed like, the ball to I, Evan. I feel Moe. like I feel like it's JB's job to come in at certain moments 
And I honestly feel like someone needs to be kind of be declared the alpha mm-hmm. internally, right? So they know in those... And frankly, I, I feel more like it should be Donovan. Um, Yeah, but I think in a seven-game playoff series, it might change. No, you may need different night. guys to step up in certain moments, but I think in general, this team's going to go as far as Donovan Mitchell's going to go. Ooh, I disagree. I think it's going to go this year and forever. As far as because Donovan's going to yeah, give you I what Donovan can give dis- you. Disagree with you. I I think Donovan. Every team in the NBA and Channing said something similar. In a seven game playoff series, they're going to say, "I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell away." Who's going to beat me? Yeah, I don't think Mobley can beat anybody. I think he can play really well. I think he can have spots. I think if you're going to win playoff games and win a championship, I think it's going to be on the backs of. The likes of, of Mitchell and Garland, mostly Mitchell. I couldn't tell whether you were talking about this year for the Cavs' chance to win a playoff series and to, to compete for the Eastern no, Conference. I, I, I honestly feel like for the foreseeable future, um, I do feel like Donovan is got to be the alpha. I think they need to have somebody on his level. Meaning, well, I, well, I, they, I need they've somebody... got other players on his level, but I'm saying, bro, you saw what Dame did last night. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. 71 points, that dude's a killer. And how I many think, titles has he won? That, that, that's easy to say. Well, no, I don't mean it in like, I think Dame is great, but Portland's biggest issue for as long as Dame has been there is the guy who could have been that guy, the same level player, LaMarcus Aldridge left in free agency, and while C.J. McCollum is a great player and a, a Browns fan, uh, he's probably more of a star than a superstar. And I think that Darius is probably a better 1B to his 1A right now than uh, Evan Mobley is. And I, I do think Darius is a better... I, I, I'm sorry, bro. I, I just don't think Evan Mobley is ever going to be a superstar. Why? I think he's going to be a star. But I think why? Because really, I just don't see it. What don't you see? The guy I, is... Uh, uh, I see a really good player. I just don't see the dog in him. Uh, do you watch him play defense? Because I, I do. I think I do. I think I, he's a really good player. I think he is already elite defensively, and I think he's so smart that all he really is missing is is time to work on various elements. And of his maybe game. I'm going to be completely wrong, but I I just do not see this Cavaliers team being a championship team with him as the focal point. I think I think if the I think the only chance the Cavs have to ever win a championship. I'm not talking about getting to the NBA Finals like the who is the team that oh the Suns I'm uh, sorry not the the Heat in the bubble um, I'm not saying go to the Eastern Conference Finals I'm saying the only way they'll ever win a championship with the current core guys you have are as if is 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 as if Evan and Donovan are on the same level as players and I think. I think Donovan I don't has. Think it's going to happen. I have no idea how you can say that two years into the NBA. I think. Well, I think the guy. Talk radio. That's an opinion. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Okay. And this is talk radio. Are we doing it? Oh, okay. I did. I was unaware, uh, having only spent most of my life in it. Um, yeah, I think the reality is. I think. I think it's way too early to tell that he can be a top five or top ten player, which some people have put out there. I also think it's too early to say he won't be that. I, I think I, it, I, I, I didn't say he won't be a really great player. 
I just don't think he's ever going to be. I don't think you can win with him being the best player. Why? Because I don't think he's got the ability to just go out on any given night and say, I want to score 60. Okay. 216-578-0092. Henry, welcome to the show, bud. What you got for us? Hello, Henry. Yes, um, I agree with that guy. Donovan Mitchell is probably going to be the best in the playoffs, but Mobley don't have a dog in him. I mean, like, that's what bothers me about that player. He just, he's What about Mobley? I'm in Mobley. He's talking about Mobley. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't have a dog in him. But Donovan Mitchell literally going to be by himself with Darius because they're going to find players in the, on other teams to literally lock those players down. It's going to be them two that's going to keep the Cavs in the playoffs between them two. That's it. I think I think in year two of an NBA career, and thank you for the call, Henry. I think in year two of an NBA career, saying a guy doesn't have a dog in him, um, I think is a gross overreaction. I, and by the way, it's Evan Mobley, not Ivan Mobley or uh, Evan Mosley, which Don't I believe make fun of the guy because he disagrees with you. No, I'm making fun of him because he said he was passionately saying Evan Mobley couldn't be something, and then didn't get the name right. Well, that happens. Is that the only reason you're defending him is he agreed with you. I think I honestly I think if all Evan Mobley does is add a three point shot and is a lead kind of has. average, I mean, he's, he's he's hitting some threes these days. Yeah, but I think he needs to do it for a longer period of time. If all he does is shoot thirty seven percent from three or thirty, that's about league average. I think he'll unlock another level, and that and that so. That's before we talk about him creating offense for himself, him, the offense running through him. Like, offensively, I, I mean, I'm just talking about his ability as a facilitator. I think he could absolutely be similar to what Draymond was for that uh, Warriors offense. And that's, and by yeah, the way... The, pro- the problem is, and I think he's way more talented than Draymond. I don't think... And I... I, I you think I'm crazy, but that's fine. I don't think he has that Draymond killer instinct. He's year two into the NBA. Okay, well, what what can I judge him off of? What I've seen. Well, well, yes, but the point is, it, it it's fair to say he, he, he might the guy not. Looks have like it. he wouldn't hurt a fly. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm seeing a different Evan Mobley. I don't think he does. I see a really good player. I think you're comparing but I, I, him I, I, now. I think you put to, him in the same category with Draymond Green. You're insane. I'm not putting him now. I'm saying that's the kind of impact he should be able to have. And and I think I think the last six weeks since January if, one, if Draymond Green had the the ability of of Evan Mobley, Draymond Green would be one of the best basketball players we've ever seen. Well, okay, that's fair. But Draymond wasn't one of the best basketball players we ever saw. Draymond, he isn't one of the best basketball Draymond players. Draymond wasn't ever seen. Draymond until about year three in Golden State. So just having the dog wasn't enough. It's called just developing. Like you, you do have to Draymond give. Draymond was a second round pick who had to earn his way in this league. Like I don't he, care he, where you're drafted. It's about where you started and where you're going. And where he's going has a hell of a lot higher upside than I think you're giving credit for. I'm giving him a, a tons of credit. I'm saying Donovan Mitchell is the superstar of this basketball team now, today, in going forward. And if Evan isn't in that realm in the in like the next two or three years it is a bit of a disappointment because with well you also play different positions so we're, we're kind of comparing apples and oranges to to some degree but i i don't know i mean like i look back at 
you know, the championship teams of the last decade-ish, right? I mean, it's LeBron, it's Kawhi, it's LeBron, it's Kevin Durant, it's Kawhi, it's, uh, you know, Giannis, right? It's Steph Curry, it's, I mean, is Mobley going to be in that category? I think he can be. I think he has the upside. He has he has the length, athleticism. He has teased the skill because the skill really is the difference. If you're a seven foot tall guy with an eight foot wingspan or whatever Evan is, and you have just you're 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 an athletic specimen, which is what he is. You're already kind of in that conversation. But to me, the thing that separates tall, athletic seven footers and Giannis, or mm-hmm. tall, athletic seven footers and KD is skill, and he teases all the skills you need to be in that conversation. Whether he's the best player in the NBA or 10th best player in the NBA, absolutely. And and I think if you're the Cavs, that's what you're banking on. You made the trade for Donovan, hoping Donovan could be the guy that gets you to the playoffs and helps you win playoff series now so that two years from now, maybe Evan is where – look at some of the guys that have transcended – like Jason Tatum and his transcendence, uh, Jalen Brown and his transcendence, although, again, those are both wing players. But, like, getting to the playoffs, winning consistently, and just the more basketball you play, yeah, I do think it can unlock different levels of players versus if you're just a good NBA regular season team. I would actually put it this way, because Dusty and I just disagree about what Evan Mobley can be. I think Donovan Mitchell might be the most important person to Evan Mobley's development. And I say that because I you know, I, I don't think the the killer instinct is just some innate thing that you have or you don't have. I think to especially a lot of these young guys, I think you have to learn how to harness the killer instinct. And I'll be honest with you, there's a guy like Draymond Green who's not always used it in the right way. Like the fact that he punched his teammate at last August kind of set the the Warriors back and and hurt his ability to be that authoritative killer instinct guy because nobody trusts him and nobody likes him this season. So when I look at Mobley, all I can think about is keep watching Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell has the killer instinct. There's no doubt about it. And when he decides to take over a game, I mentioned LeBron thing. It's it is like watching a LeBron and I, different players. I know different skill sets as well. But there's a, a element. There's a class of players that when they decide to take over a game, the game has been taken over. You might not always win, by the way, but they give you that chance by sheer will. And Evan can absolute absolutely learn. Or absolutely, as Medea might say, <laughs> absolutely learn from Donovan. But three years from now, if the Cavs are going to be winning a title, I think it's going to be because Evan Mobley has watched and learned and has transcended his game. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Drake, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my car. Y'all will wait till I step outside and pump my gas, but. I was just listening to, to Dustin, and I would just say, like, if you use Giannis as an example, you have to go to what, how he was when he came in the league. He was a little slim guy. We really wasn't feeling him. You know, nobody really wasn't thinking Giannis was going to be what it was, but once he had a season or two to hit the weights and get his skill together, he one of the best players in the world. Evan has more skills right now than he had when, before he came in the league. He's a better defensive player, and he has more instinct. 
Giannis was just making it up because he was that tall. He he, he taught he learned how to play on the fly. So when I see what I'm seeing, I, I have to be encouraged by him calling for the ball. Now he wasn't doing that early in the season. Him hitting the three more consistently, he wasn't doing that early in the season. And just being the person that you want him to be on the defensive end, even though he's still undersized. We still seeing him get pushed around, but not so much. He he learning his angles. He learning how to move around. He learning how to help off the off off of the ball. So I think that Evan Mobley will be the superstar that we that we think he'll be because he's showing all the signs right now and he ain't even there yet. Kevin Kevin Durant just said this guy is a unicorn. We are we only know one unicorn. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I feel like he's going to be right where they, where they need him to be, and I feel like he's making good progress from what I see. Thanks for taking my call. I would also say, and thank you for the call, I don't think most young top three players that come into the NBA have as much immediate expectations. And the reason why Evan has immediate expectations are the Cavs traded for De- uh, Donovan. Um, that, that moved the bar up, right? So, like, you look at LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball walked in the NBA. You looked at him and said, wow, this guy has all the tools to be a superstar. All right, let's go do it. Charlotte hasn't won deadly squat because it takes time to learn to win in the NBA, and he doesn't have a Donovan Mitchell. Uh, go to – I mean, guys, Anthony Edwards supposedly has that killer instinct. What's Minnesota now in the the uh, standings? Are they, are they 12th? Something. So – Like that. I totally, um, I, t- look, I do, I do think you have a valid point. You think Mobley's going to be a twenty-five point a night guy? I think he could be a twenty point twelve rebound guy per night and still be the most impactful you said guy. Twenty, yeah, twenty, twelve, yeah, and that, three not, blocks. That doesn't make you a superstar. If you are dominant on both sides of the ball, just, points per game is o- overrated. Like. James Harden scored 30 points per game, and there were nights where the dude played zero defense and wasn't that impactful because of it. So I don't uh, – 25, sure. What what about his game? And I, I'm talking about actual game. Like if he – No, I'm just talking about the offensive side. I think he's a great defender, already a, a, a probably top 10 defender in the league, mm-hmm. which is great. But we all know, like when those moments are crucial, like can you go be the guy that take the game over and, be, and get the bucket? And I don't know that he is. I, and I don't know that he's going to be at 25 points a night. I mean, his highest scoring game, granted, it's been two years. And I'm maybe probably being, being a little bit too harsh on the guy. He was a high draft pick. We get that. But, I mean, like I, I don't see him much more than being a 20-point-a-night guy. Even if, even if, if that is all he is, I still think he will be seen as a superstar. Dude, superstars are MVPs. He's okay. never going to put up MVP numbers. I I just I you I think d- he is. I think he can. Yeah, I I think the guy is uh, to to use the the Kevin Durant thing. I think the guy's a unicorn, and I think the reason why we're saying it right now, or why you might be saying it, is because we're, we're watching around the word unicorn a little too loosely. I just think we're watching Donovan every night, and we're. I think right now Evan Mobley's biggest sin is he's not Donovan. Well, I yeah. would say I mean, that he's about not, like he's not a, a a guard that can get to the bucket and score seventy points a night. Well, no, he's not a guy with seven years of NBA experience who's used to being in those moments. I I bet you if you go back and Donovan was what the rookie of the year at first year in Utah, Donovan was really great. Donovan kind of had to be the guy because they didn't have another rookie of the year. Who's rookie first team? A rookie first team, but I bet you Donovan had moments where Donovan didn't take the game over the way you'd want him to, and I bet you second year, 
Like, it's a great player. But there's more to to being a great player, being the best player on a championship team than just, oh, well, you got to have that dog in you. Raj, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Uh, yeah, um, I'm leaning more toward um, Dustin's point at this point in, uh, in time in, in um, Moby's career. And I know he could turn into, you know, the superstar, but I, I'm kind of like Dustin. Well, there's a few things I see. Uh, Mobley will have to work on his left hand more. His, his lateral, that's this just the tangibles. His lateral movement more. Um, to me, going in and wanting to dominate, not just on offense, but on defense and, and going out, going above and beyond, meaning helping out more on defense. Um, hey, he's he's, more, he's one of the best young defenders get, in the NBA. How, what do you mean, help well, out? Well, well, I don't. Yeah, more meaning more block shots, more alter, altering more shots, uh, uh, grabbing more rebounds, being more active under the basket and around the basket. Or not just on offense, on defense. Uh, like I said, on offense, developing his left hand moves, getting the, putting the ball on the floor better with his left hand, all that kind of stuff. But also. All, you, you you talked about uh, authority and, and guys punching their teammates. <laughs> it's known that uh, Michael Jordan punched his teammates. Uh, or, you know, maybe not, maybe not so much in, in the eye of the public. So it, if it, Evan it, punched, it, if it came out tomorrow, Evan not, punched no, not no, Darius, not, would we be happy? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just speaking off the point that you brought mentioned about Draymond. And see, all great superstars, if you go back and look, all of them at some point in time were known for dirty play. They might not have been known for dirty, being a dirty player or having that reputation, but at some point in time they did something to uh, distract the, the other team or get, you know, tech or kicked out of games. or Was Tim Duncan? Well. What about Kawhi? What, well, they got into shoving matches and, 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 and got physical and initiated contact and um oh yeah elbowed you might they might whether they got called for it or not but that's part of dominating your opponent is getting physical with them or initiating contact um especially when you get down to those games like like when Draymond and LeBron you know would get physical that was uh will against will I mean the guys played here's the thing Raj and I thank you for the call there's played a hundred games, maybe. I mean, sixty carry the two, a hundred and twenty games, maybe. Like, I, I, and not just that. His job as an offensive player, because I just disagree with everything Rod said. Do I think Evan can still continue to get better defensively? Yes, but if you watch some of these games, like he's guarding his own. I wish I could remember the friggin' game off the top of my head. Because he was guarding a really good offensive player, big wing. He guarded him off the – oh, it was uh, the Miami game. Guarded Jimmy Butler off uh, off the dribble. Stops Jimmy about 10 feet from the basket. Jimmy flips the ball to Bam Adebayo. No, no, no. He flipped the ball to whatever slap-ass big they have backing up Bam. And then Evan came over and contested the shot. And he actually played better defense on that play than Jared Allen did. So, like, defensively, I don't even know what the hell Raj is talking about. I'm sure Evan can get better, but in terms of defensive intensity, uh, Evan is just as good of a, 
I think Evan might actually be the better rim protector, quote unquote, than even Jared is right now. I mean, I, I mean that with all due respect of Jared. But getting to the offensive side of the ball, like he's dealing with two, he's dealing with an offense which is effectively two ball dominant guards, and with one of those guys, the offense would look tremendously different. So the ball doesn't really move the same way. And so, yes, does Evan need to learn how to call for it more? Absolutely. Can Evan get better at things like ball handling or can the Cavs do a better job of finding ways to get him the ball, whether it's up the court or whether it's down in the post and playing off that? Yes. He's also got a Donovan Mitchell. Most young bigs don't have to learn how to deal with the ball without without it being in their hands and try to play off a player like Donovan, let alone two players like Donovan and Darius. So you think he'd be better off with a player without Donovan Mitchell? No, I just think it it is blurring the lines between where he is offensively and where people think he is. That he he's actually okay, playing but, with but as but much he, talent but, as any young so bigs you in think, the NBA. You think he needs to be the best player on this team for the team to have success? I think of, no for them to win titles. I think he will need to well, be the best player. That would, on a, that would define success. Well, no. Success is nebulous. Success can be win a playoff series. Success can be go to the Eastern Conference yeah, Finals. I, I, I would say success is winning championships. But. Okay. Then the ultimate success that you're talking about, yeah. in this era, I don't see just two really great guards, undersized guards. and I think we saw this in Portland. I don't think those guys are winning the title. No, I think those guys are winning playoff they're, series. They're not going to win a title if it's just those guys. You need other players to be there to kind of pick up the slack and, and be really good, great-ish players. I just don't see this team... Like, I, I'm sorry. I I just can't see Evan Mobley being the reason the Cavaliers win a championship. So what do you need to see from him before you say that? Or before, before no, you change I, your I, mind? I think he needs to continue doing what he's doing. I think they, they could win as, as they stand right now. Like, I just think that... Again, we got to see this team in a playoff. We got to see them in a series against really good teams and see how things kind of play out. And also, the coach does matter. But I mean, for them to for him to be the best player on the team, like he, the dude's got to he better be doing Embiid stuff. I don't think he's Embiid. I think he's closer. No one's Embiid. Well, but, but you th- also throw out Durant's name when you talk about Mobley. So no one's no one's Durant. And just because Durant said that Mobley's a unicorn. That's a great compliment, but that's not the end-all, be-all. So I don't think he's Durant. He's not in, Durant. In fairness, well, okay, I don't think he will be if he Durant. Ever, if he's even close to what Chris Bosh was, that's a huge win. Well, yeah, the, but I, I just went, like, Chris Bosh is a player of a bygone era. Chris Bosh today would look different than Chris Bosh did 12 years How ago so? when he came to the end, or 16 years, because he would have developed differently. Because twenty years ago, Biggs weren't being asked to do the things that Biggs are being asked to do now. Well, oh, I thought he was—I thought he was the unicorn back when he talked about seven footers who could he hit was, the mid-range jumper. He wasn't and he could creating do all these his things. own shot. He wasn't. I, I they weren't running did. the offense through him. Well, I mean, certainly they did when he was going to All Star games in Toronto. And not in my well, but the, so the point is, when they got to Miami, he was that 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 what it wasn't even close to his skill. So you're point. making my point. Well, but the difference is, twenty years later, if he's developing today, who knows how different he would look? So, how do you think Mobley should look? I think Mobley should be a guy who you can help run the offense through. He's a good enough passer, has a smart enough basketball IQ, a guy who can create his own shot, a guy who can be at least a league average three point shooter. And and by the way, he's probably a year and a half to maybe two years away from being that player. 
But if that's true, if he's that far away and he's already this good, no, I think just, he's, I think he's really good. I think he's a great player for this team. I think he's a great fit for what they need. I just don't see him being the guy that can create his own shots and that can score twenty five plus points a game. Chris, because he's only scored twenty five or more three times, and he's twenty one. Chris, what you got for us, Dustin? What's up? How are you guys? Good man, doing well. I'm Nick, by the way. So, um, oh Nick, I'm sorry, Dustin and Nick. <laughs> no, so no I, worries, I, 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 I want to take this a different way. I want you guys' opinions on this. Let's let's take the Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley part out of this for a second, because to me, I think on any night, any one of those three guys can be the best player on the court, and I'm not sure another team right now can say that, mm-hmm. which is nice for the Cavs. The floor is obviously lower than like a Tatum, Giannis type of thing. I think for this Cavs team, it's what do they get out of dudes five through nine on a regular basis, and can they trade enough two for three and not go six for 36 in a game where you dominate the other team, like the Denver game, which I went to, and still lose because three is worth more than two. I think that's ultimately their downfall, quote, if they win a championship or not this year or in the future as constructed. It's not Evan Mobley gets way better or Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland, which I think even Donovan Mitchell, as crazy as it sounds, can get way better than he is right now, and Garland can too. People keep neglecting the fact that Garland can be really, really good when he push comes to shove. Chris, we appreciate it, buddy. we got to run. Um so if we're talking about this year, I do think that your bench and what you get out of non-core four guys probably is going to matter as much as what you get out of Evan Mobley and, and Jared Allen offensively. The problem is I don't know J.B. Biggerstaff is bringing the best out in those guys. And, or or and maybe it's not maybe it's not J.B. Maybe that's unfair. But the other four, the other four guys in rotation aren't doing D offensively. Dean Wade is not consistent. Isaac Okoro, we all know Isaac Okoro. Um, God, who was the guy who was just thinking about pissing me off? Karis LeVert has been utterly useless compared to who he was previously in the NBA, where at points he was just a really nice offensive player. So a jetty is inconsistent. And we put a lot of people put that all on JB. That might be true. I mean, hell, this guy couldn't get diddly squat out of Kevin Love. Kevin Love just went and put up a double-double in his second game in Miami and looked pretty friggin' yeah, good. Have you seen the highlights of him not playing defense? Because that's Kevin Love. It's the same old, same old Kevin Love. Well, yeah, but for a team that needs more offense, you would think you could find a way to put him with four good. Like, we do this all the time, right? We hide we hide <laughs> that, good that offensive players. They need more offense. They need more defense. The Cavs? Oh, the Heat. Oh, so what I, so what I was going to say is... The only way the Heat's going to win is if they can play some defense. I... Th- I I agree. I guess my point was you could have hidden Kevin Love on the floor like you had previously with the amount of great defenders you had. And for whatever reason, up oh, we can't do it. We got to we gotta go in another direction. And now Kevin's doing just fine in Miami, and you still have a bench that can't score diddly squat. So who is that on? I don't know. If we're in the business of putting out strong takes in the Cavs, you've said you don't think Evan Mobley will ever be the best player on this team if they win a title. I also don't think that the core four is currently constructed. I'm not sold that all four will be here when the Cavs do contend for a title. Meaning if with 
if with three or with with the current the way they're set up, if in the next four years the Cavs win a title, I don't know it'll be with all four guys that we love right now: Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell. And that's an I don't know. I just feel like everybody's that we're all convinced that from a linear perspective. All right, this year we're going to go, we're going to maybe win a first-round series, and then next year we're going to go and we're going to win two series and we're going to get bounced out in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then year three, JB's still the coach, all four guys are still here, and we're going to win an NBA title. It's very rare it you happens. You could have one player for five years, Evan Mobley or Donovan Mitchell. Evan Mobley. You're nuts. No, I, I think Evan Mobley, if you take care of him and develop him, I think Evan Mobley can be your next great franchise player. Like okay. the guy that you build around, not just build around like we, you know, like we're used to with Price and Doherty. I mean, a guy that you can build around and keep moving the pieces and see who wins. I I think he can be, a, oh man, this is going to be a hot one. Why can't you build something around him like the Spurs built with Tim Duncan in, in San Antonio? Yeah, fine. I mean, Tim Duncan was a great player there. I mean, he was he the best player on that team? At times he was, yeah. I think every time except for David, that first title with David Robinson, he was the best player. I don't think Tony Parker or Manu was ever better than Tim Duncan. How about, or, Ka- how about Kawhi? Um, was Kawhi with him for a year? Yeah, for the, that, one the last title. the one. Yeah. yeah, so that's fair. But the three titles in between David Robinson and Kawhi, I'll give those to, to Timmy D. Let's go ahead and get some phone calls on this mother. Chris, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, how's it going, guys? Very good. good. Very good. <laughs> so I want to compare the Cavs a little bit to the Celtics with Garnett. Garnett with the Celtics was averaging like 18 points a game, but he's better than Pierce and Allen. And I think Ray Allen and Paul Pierce are probably better than Donovan Mitchell. And Garnett had like 18 points a game, 12 rebounds, and amazing defense. And that's exactly what Mobley has to be uh, for the Cavs to be a team that wins a championship. And if you've had 20 points, 12 rebounds, and – one of the five best defenders in the league, he could be an MVP candidate and a superstar. I mean, Dustin, you would call Kevin Garnett a superstar, wouldn't you? Kevin Garnett, yes. Yeah, the only time he scored 24 points a game was in Minnesota when he was playing with no one. When he's in Boston, he's at like 20, 21, 19, 18 points a game. So I, I, I guess we're kind of splitting hairs on like superstar versus star and like what that means. I mean, I, I guess I feel like, like Garnett was... He was an all-star and a really great player. Mm-hmm. Was he LeBron, Giannis, Kevin Durant-ish? No. Steph Curry, no. Um, Mitchell's not that either, though. What's that? Mitchell's not that either. Though. No, but I think he's closer to it than, than Mobley will become. I mean, I think he's an elite scorer. That's And thank you for the call, Chris. Yeah, but elite scoring is what you need. But I mean, like, scoring's never been higher in the NBA. So this is... Well, yeah, so that means the difference between 20 and 25 points really isn't... Like, uh, like, when you yeah, said earlier, score, Donovan's averaging twenty-seven a game. Can he score twenty-five a game? The reason why I said, well, the reason why I paused was not that I don't think he can do it. It's that I don't know twenty-five mm. points per game is going to be that impressive. I mean, for Christ's sake, we've had two guys drop seventy-one this year, and we've had how many times has Luca dropped fifty-plus points this year? Like scoring, uh, scoring has almost gotten so cartoonish. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because clearly right now it's the only thing that matters in the NBA. But like, if you've got a guy like I, like having a guy that can go out there and drop fifty in a game, okay, yeah, that's cool. But having a guy, and I'll I'll read you off. So Chris had a great point about Garnett that 
fourth to last year. 24 points per game, 14 boards per game, five assists per game, two blocks per game, and one and a half steals per game. Give me that guy. That guy's much more rare now because here's the thing. It's not just about, oh, well, he has blocks. He's also going to be one of the five most switchable defenders in the NBA. He already is. I mean, he's already taking guys like he's already going out to the perimeter and taking on like a Jimmy Butler. He's already trying to take on a Giannis, trying to take on Jason Tatum. That's year two in the NBA. So it's less that I think you're wrong, and it's just I think the best thing to say about Evan is I think he can absolutely be the best player on this team, but I don't know. One well, of us- I also think it's easier for him at his size with his athletic ability to be a better defender early than it is to be a better offensive player. 100% fair. And I and I think it's the like if you just watch Evan play defense, honestly guys, I I love it. And I I I I agree with everybody. I love to watch the big games where Luka's going off and Luka's dropping 50. I love when uh Dame and and Donovan are dropping 70 in a game. It's awesome. But you watch Well, I needed overtime for that. You watch Evan play defensively right now and the and just watch just basic sequences and it is inspiring basketball. And so I think it goes back to the idea of I think it's easy to put Donovan and Evan side by side right now and say, well, these are the things that Donovan can do and these are the things that Evan can't do. But I think like a lot of things in the NBA, you don't draft a guy for what he can do right now. You draft him for what you think he can do in the future. And I still think there's way more advancement in Evan's game offensively ahead than there is they, they, that he's even close to his ceiling there. Ron, welcome to the show, Ron. What you got, buddy? Hey, Nick and Dustin. I hope you guys are well. Um, you guys are crushing it. Great show. Um, Thank you. And, and Nick, I got to do this because I bought it last time. Uh Ayahuasca. Don't forget, you and I got to go somewhere and and uh, and drink some ayahuasca. And, All right, uh, can you pay for me to go to Costa Rica? Because I am too poor. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. I'm, speaking of which, uh, I used to live in Manaway. How, how you how you like in Manaway? Uh, dude, it's so beautiful out there. It's a little ridiculous. I like I, 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 I but I, I'm I'm a farm boy, so I love it. The same here, same here. Uh, right down, uh, right off 82 Pioneer Trail. I used to I used to live there, but. Uh, Hey, I, I got uh, a point that I think is going to take you off through the next 25 minutes of your show. And it's a nine-year-old question because my nine-year-old son and I uh, <laughs> uh, were just talking about it. But, uh, you know, Nick's uh, point about Evan Mobley kind of uh, spurned the, the debate between my, my son and I. Would, would you all trade Evan Mobley? And I know, again, like I said, it's a nine-year-old question, but it's a, a rainy Monday. <laughs> would you all trade uh, Evan Mobley for the rights to Bronny James, knowing that Le- LeBron will come with him? No. 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 I wouldn't trade. There's maybe four guys in the NBA I'd trade Evan Mobley for. But even though you know you subtract Mobley out and you put LeBron and Bronny in with the with the other core core three of the core four. Yeah, I think Bronny's uh, you know, going to be an average NBA player, and I think LeBron's at, at that point going to be you know a good NBA player. You know, Ron, much much like Meatloaf once said, I would do anything for LeBron, but I won't do that. But I won't do that. No, no. Yeah. I won't do that. I won't do that. Even though you'll have you'll have LeBron, you'll have Donovan Mitchell, you'll have Darius Garland, you'll have Jared Allen, and all the peripheral pieces. You don't get the championship team. I mean, no. it could be for like a year. I I, I don't. I, I just wouldn't do it. It's not like realistically feasible. So we appreciate it's you, a Ron. good hy- hypothetical, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think. I honestly think if LeBron wants to play to uh, play with Bronny, he's going to have to go to just a bad team. 
What's the team they've been speculating? Well, there was the, you know how LeBron like two years ago said he'd never play for Orlando. Orlando? He'd rather retire than go to Orlando. Yeah, and right that. now, that's, that's the team. Yeah. Um, his son is, is projected to be the 10th pick, which Orlando has the 10th pick currently. Um, 216-578-0092. We're still... Does his still son have to go to school for one year? He doesn't have to, no. What are the rules these days? I don't know. Can't you go straight to the NBA? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. You, you do still have the one year in between high school and he college. You could do like the G League thing. Yeah. I don't think... I, I think you should go into college. Yeah, I think I if I I mean this. I, I would love to have him in Ohio State, but they stink right now. I well, think Chris Holtman can use a Bronny James. I think every college basketball team, blue blood or otherwise, should round up their NIL posse, and they should throw ten million dollars, fifteen million dollars for Bronny on a one year thing. They should because one, it means proximity to LeBron, which I absolutely think would help your program, and two. Bronny's going to be like Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson was a success for Duke before Zion ever actually played a game because he brought all that social media fame. He brought all that hype, all that attention to Duke basketball. And oh, then, by the way, Zion went out and was clearly the best player in college basketball that year. But that's what I think Bronny has the impact for. That's without his dad, just before the dude steps on the court. That's what I would do if I was, especially if I was Ohio State and trying to get things righted like Chris Holtman. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.